0: Welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm joined by TV and radio presenter Tyler West. Tyler is currently competing on Strictly Come Dancing and he is doing an amazing job. It was great to catch up with Tyler to talk about work ethic, his approach to hustle, and of course, how he's preparing and training for the show. So let's dive into this week's episode with Tyler West. Welcome to the Power Hour. I'm Adrienne Herbert wellness coach, international speaker and author. Each week I speak to a variety of guests from business founders to Olympic athletes, leading coaches, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, their rules to live by and what motivates them to get up out of bed each day. Personally, I am on a mission to encourage, motivate and inspire. So I hope that the Power Hour will help you to achieve your personal and professional goals. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tyler West. Welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: Jeez, I'm so, so excited. Literally, as we were just saying before we started this, it's gone full circle, hasn't it? Yes, it really because,
0: is. I mean, the listeners of the show may not know, but I was a guest on your podcast five, was it five years ago?
1: I think it's about five years ago, because I've been at KISS now for like, what, four years? And the whole point of me starting my podcast was to try and get radio experience. We were trying to get my voice out there. And then, um, so yeah, so then you was like one of the guests that came onto my my podcast, Everyday Hustle, and it all of a sudden, and you was you mentioned on the show, you was like, oh yeah, so my podcast is coming soon. And now what are the, what are the stats?
0: Uh, well, we've just hit 3 million downloads <laughs> and we've done about 250 episodes. Jeez. You know, we're not messing about Tyler. When I tell you this I'm gonna amazing. do something, this when I tell amazing. you I'm gonna do something, no. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Yes Well that is the attitude Honestly I say this to people all the time But I feel like If you're gonna do something, go for it, get your hopes up, go full steam ahead, give it 100% energy. And it doesn't always mean that it's gonna be a success, but I feel Mm -hmm. like what's the alternative, you know? Hopefully if you, uh, I mean, the word hustle is gonna come up a lot because your podcast was called The Everyday Hustle. But Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's definitely been a bit of a backlash around kind of hustle, hustle culture, even the word. So maybe we should start there. So yes, you invited me to be a guest on your show. This was mm-hmm. five years ago you interviewed lots of people and essentially what you just told us is that you were trying to practice right you were trying to put in the earn your stripes if you like learn and, and and own your craft to get into radio so what was I guess some of the biggest takeaways from your podcast who what kind of people did you talk to and why did you want to focus on hustle
1: do you know what uh, I think I feel like when I started everyday hustle show it was i was just obsessed with people's stories for one so that was a passion point of mine like going into presenting that's just something that i've always been obsessed with um but two it was it was motivation to myself because i'm hearing stories from people like you like i've got entrepreneurs and um, motivational speakers and people that were just like pioneers in their fields to come and tell me about days that really defined their journey so that was motivating for me and also obviously all the other listeners of the show um and then thirdly it was like this was a massive step in towards something I wanted to do. I always said, like, when I started um, the podcast, it was a prime aim of it was just to get some voice experience. It was like, I really wanted to get into radio. Um, I hadn't I hadn't done any radio before. I'd reached out to, like, local radio stations saying, can I come and shadow and do this, that, and the other. But then I thought, just like anything in life, if you really want to do it, then you just need to do it. You just need to go and record something, make something, and just have some evidence to, to back yourself up. Um, and so then, when it comes round to like the name of the show, and everybody, everybody has a different hustle. And back then, you're right; it was like it, it seemed like I was getting so many different mixed answers as to what everybody's hustle is actually defined as. Now, my hustle of back then was something like filling my schedule with as much as I possibly can, and and running at a million miles an hour to make myself as busy as I can to to then hopefully be- something will come off the back of it and it will benefit my future. Now, what I've learned over the last few years, because let's be honest, since since we we've last spoke, like since the, that podcast episode, so much has happened. Like, obviously, we've got, we've been through a pandemic. We've like we've we've gone through like the craziest time of our lives, and I feel like I've learned the biggest lesson I've learned in that is that it's to move more strategic with your hustle as opposed to exhausting all cylinders. Because what then happened is that like oh oh it was it's actually during the lockdown period um i actually just i I was i was in this point where i was like trying to be as proactive as possible trying to be as busy as possible and i was i was almost like lying to myself saying oh yeah i'm just hustling away but actually it's like if you consider yourself i always think about it like this if you consider yourself as like a car battery right um at the moment like what fuels you and what what charges you up um in comparison to what drains that battery Hmm. is it, it, it's about things that you do within your day. So if all of a sudden I'm starting off my day and from the moment I get up, I haven't taken no time for myself. I haven't taken no um, no plan, no structure. I'm just like, right, I've got a list of things to do. I just need to run through these. It's like, there's nothing that's really charging me. There's nothing that's fueling me up. So in fact, I'm not a car battery. I'm like a, I'm more like an AA battery. <laughs> Whereas then if you remove the things that are draining you throughout your day and you, actually, and, and, and you actually have more energy going in, then you can actually, in a sense, do a lot more. So then what it was, it, it turned into this thing where I was like, my strategic hustle was just like to build and and, and and get a lot more sort of things that were powering me throughout my day as opposed to draining me. And then the rewards of what you see on the other end of it was just second to none. So then from that, it was like, oh, everything that I've sort of planned to do, I, like I, had, I had this like little five year plan and I've been able to succeed it within two years because of this. And it's wow. just like, okay, I'm going to stop
0: you there just because there's so yeah. many things I'm I like, could go yes, down
1: I that list, yeah. That.
0: But one thing I wanted to, I guess, quickly put a pin in was the strategic hustle. And I think even that mm. word strategic, I consider myself to be a strategic person. I think when it comes to, definitely when it comes to business and some of the different organizations and startups that I you know work with and consult with that is a key pillar of me being able to do my job is strategy mm. but sometimes I think people don't like the word strategic when you think about it as an individual or as a an entrepreneur because it seems quite let's say if I said to somebody you need to be strategic about your network they'd be like oh that sounds a bit off do you know what I mean as if like oh yeah. you're trying to, you're trying to play the play people or whatever but essentially I really like this idea that for me strategic just means intentional because if you're Mm -hmm. just doing everything you know everything becomes anything and if you're fortunate enough to have some success if you're fortunate enough to for the hard work to start paying off then you're just going to get more opportunities more invitations more potential you know every every potential opportunity is going to have some upside but I think it's really important actually to start to from day one to think about strategically okay which are the things that are the most essential the most important the things that are going to be the most impactful for myself for my business and which are the things that are going to be distractions or take my time effort and energy away because as you just said then you know if you you've only got a certain amount of energy a certain amount of ideas mm-hmm. a certain amount of hours in a day and I think that the for a lot of people the reason they don't achieve their big goal i mean we're definitely going to so i want to hear about this five-year plan but i think for a lot of people the reason they don't reach their big goal is not because they don't try hard enough or because they don't they're lazy or because they give up it's because they're distracted by lesser goals and the lesser goals Mm -hmm. take the time and the energy away So then you're just busy, busy, busy for busy's sake. And I think that's Mm -hmm. where this like hustle backlash has come is because people are like, hang on a minute. Why are we just telling people to just constantly be busy, busy, busy? Why are we getting after, you know, nonstop, like you said, here, there and everywhere and kind of rewarding people for this? Yeah. Busy for busy's sake. When I don't know about you, Tyler, but being busy was never the goal. Right. Busy is not the goal.
1: No, it's like it's it's, it's just in, it's enjoying the the journey and the process, like as opposed to seeing like all of these end milestones. Um, and I feel like the busyness, the busyness can can create like you were saying like opportunities and different things. And it's nothing, nothing, no part of this process as well. By the way, is linear like nothing is simple. Like oh, I'm just gonna go from A to B. Like sometimes you need to go around the houses and like experience like so many failures and losses and wrong decisions before you can then find out and work out what that correct yes is for you.
0: Mm. and and do you have any i guess maybe tangible suggestions for example i listened to um a podcaster called jordan harbinger and he's really big on network and he talks about Mm. encouraging people to meet with one new person a week whether that's in face-to-face whether that's via zoom Mm. and people often think oh yeah yeah that sounds good but the reality of doing that if you did that every single week for a year you're going to meet 50 new people, you know, 50 new people. Think about your your industry or friends of friends or people who you could connect with if you did that for a year. But that is actually something that if everybody put their mind to it, I truly believe could be a huge game changer for them. Do you have anything that you would recommend to people to say, Try start doing this? And it could be once a week, once a month, if, if weekly is too much for them to be strategic about their hustle.
1: So I have this thing. Um, well, for the sake, it's, it's called Fuck It Moments, right? Um, But for the sake of the podcast, we'll say why not moments, okay? Um, So I've got these things called why not moments. And these are things that, these are moments in your day that scare you, right? Something in your day, in your week, in your weekend, whatever you're up to, something that that is completely outside of your comfort zone. So say, for example, if we rewind, like when I, when I I used to be really shy and engaging with somebody in the street, like just say I was standing at a bus stop, talking to somebody at a bus stop would be my worst nightmare. But then doing something, as this is like in its simplest form, it's like going up to someone and saying, Hey, listen, I really like your jacket. Like just a simple little compliment, drop it, like doing something which is like, Oh, right, I just actually went up and spoke to a stranger. For me, back then was a massive thing. Now I talk to millions of people every single day on my radio show. And it's like, it, it's taking those little steps, those why not moments, and just saying, Look, what do I have to lose? So if I try and do like a why not moment, every single day whether that's an email to somebody that I, I really want to chat to whether it's reaching out to someone it's quite I mean I mean it's quite diverse it could be I'm, I'm going to go in and try an exercise in the gym that I've never really done before and then all of a sudden that becomes like a, 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 a exercise in my my workout regime that I'm just then absolutely bossing it could be um, I'm going to try something new at work I'm going to at, at this DJ set I'm doing on the weekend I'm going to try a, a different sort of transition it's like making sure that you're constantly stepping outside of your comfort zone Because then the more that you do that, your comfort zone just grows and grows and grows. And then the things that used to scare me, the things that used to make me shy, the things that were holding me back in terms of like my goals and dreams and aspirations, they're not around no more. Like genuinely there's things that I I do on a daily basis now that I used to once dread of doing. Like I used to I used to dread um, talking, going up to people and, and just chatting to them in the street or um, being able to like host interviews with like big time celebs and things like that. I used to get so shaky and so nervous. And actually once you realize you can channel that fuel of like nervousness and and everything that was once outside of your comfort zone, you can channel it to to push you to honestly, great the greatest lengths that you could ever imagine. Like it, it's pushed me so much further than I have ever before. It's just, it's, it almost becomes like my tackling fuel.
0: Yes, I bet. I mean, I love the why not moment. I specifically thought about, because I'm, no surprise, I'm a talker. So I love to talk to people and I'll talk to anyone. And it's so funny. I think if you're going to try this, just be prepared to get different responses. Because some people, let's be honest, if I get into a lift and I say, hey, how's it going? Some people are going to be like, hey, yeah, let's, I don't know, (laughs) chat about the weather, let's chat about your cool trainers. Other people are going to look at me as though I have lost my mind literally and i'm but- like is it that bad to speak to a stranger sometimes people look at me as if like oh my gosh let me get away from this stranger who is speaking to me it is so funny i almost just have to smirk because i'm like okay it's not that deep it's just good morning you know
1: <laughs> but imagine that's the world that we're living in right now that it's like if you go up to someone and say hey i like your jacket or hey how are you like people will, will take it as if like oh my days this is a bit weird like why why are they talking to me that's the world that we're living in but if you can normalize that in your own life. You, you just see like all the rewards come through and you never know who you're going to meet from that.
0: Yes. And you know who, honestly, because I really think it's a habit, but I often say, hi, how are you? Or hi, how are you doing? And I say it to a lot of people. So for example, when I was at the airport last week, if the person who's making the coffee at prayer in Heathrow, it is busy. Yeah. It's like next person, next person, next person. And most people just walk up, they go flat white or they say, oat milk they just literally say the order and that is it so i always look at the person and i'm like hey how are you doing with a smile on my face and you would be so surprised sometimes they're like shocked and they'll go oh yeah. I'm good I- I'm alright thanks how are you and they um, the, will talk for like maybe 20 seconds whilst I order my coffee and I do the same thing when you're checking in so this is a top tip as well because people are talking about you know airports being mad and, and people are stressed and if you're sitting at the <laughs> desk checking people in and everyone's stressed and everyone's just basically just demanding from you all the time when someone comes up and says mm-hmm. hey how are you doing and they say oh yeah I'm good how are you and you start a conversation with them suddenly it's like okay check in your bag where you're flying to have a great trip And it changes not only your day, but that person is actually, you know, they're actually a person, they're working, but it doesn't take that long to just say, hey, how are you? Start a conversation, even if that interaction is 20 seconds long, instead of just next, 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 like we're robots, machines.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now I know how you get all your priority check-ins like done so quickly. You're just crying to them. (laughs) (laughs) You see,
0: a smile goes a long, long way. Okay, let's, and before, oh my gosh, there's so many things, Tyler, because I'm sure people are listening and thinking, why hasn't she mentioned Strictly? But when you said, getting Uh, out of your, yeah, when you said getting out of your comfort zone and trying new things and why not moments, I was thinking, oh Mm. boy, oh boy, because you've got a lot of that coming up. Um, So we are going to talk a lot about Strictly, but I've got to go back to this moment when you just said, You had a five-year plan and you've smashed Mm. it in two years. Firstly, round of applause. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not surprised, but I am impressed. Um, But as someone who loves to goal set, make a plan, that is me. I help others to do the same. I literally am that person that's going to say to you, okay, cool. What's it going to take? 12 months, let's break it down. So have you always had that mindset? Have you always done that? Because I think it's incredibly powerful when people start to think long-term and then think, okay, what yeah. are they doing in, in today or tomorrow or this week that's going to help them achieve their long-term goals? So have you always been yeah. like a, a year planning vision kind of guy?
1: I've always functioned on lists, right? I've always been obsessed with like to-do lists and like, all right, okay, this is my medium list. This is my long-term list. And um, that's something which has then made me, it, it, that for me, that was the best way for me to get productive because it was like, actually track and roll, you've, you've achieved a lot today, Tyle. You've done a lot this month or a lot this year. And it was only until, um, I think it came up to like my, it was like my second year anniversary at Kiss that I I was I was changing over iPhones. Um, and I was I was looking back and it was like transporting on iCloud, like all the notes and stuff, like old notes that I used to write down. And there was one, this five-year plan that I wrote down ages ago. And on this list was things like it was it was it was anything from like career goals to personal life goals, like I don't know, get a new car, um, tr- try and support my move mum out and stuff like that. There was there was like so many things on this list that I was looking at and I was like I've actually done a lot of these. like, And, and it was only then that I actually realised. So I didn't write down a five-year plan thinking, all right, I'm gonna tick this off as I go, tick this off as I go. I actually wrote it and forgot about it. So it was actually one of the best and most euphoric feelings knowing that I, I've seen, uh, like, I've worked out what I wanted to do five years ago. I, I, write, I wrote down all these sort of ideas of like, oh, I'm gonna have a radio show. Oh, I'm gonna have um, double double my reach and following on my platforms. I'm gonna um land a major um mainstream TV show or, Like it's all these things were on this list, and it was like one one was part of it, like manifesting, Mm. but two was like it. It was almost like working out not what you want to do, but what you love, because I feel like like, there's always that saying, right? If you do something you love, you won't need to work another day in your life. Mm. And for me, that was just genuinely the case when I look back at this list, and I was like, oh wow, it's been five, it's been two years, and in this five year in this five year goals list, I've I've done all of what I intended to do. But I think the only reason as to why that happened is because you come out of a diverse plan to get there, and what I mean by that is that like I knew that I loved I wanted to do presenting for the rest of my life. I knew that it's something that's so so passionate to me. I love being able to be on a platform and make somebody laugh, smile, cry, or what like get get a message out there or what whatever it is and get them talking and and sort of erupt that conversation. So it was always something that I've just loved. So when you work that out, everything else around it, all the checklists that I, I sat there trying to do, like, oh, I want to get a radio show. I didn't just think about starting a podcast. I then also thought about in this diverse plan of like reaching out to radio stations, trying to get some, um, trying to get on other people's podcasts, trying to um, make sure that all of my socials uh, and, and like uh, press around it was like, oh, this guy can talk into a mic. Um, And then I even like started to, I taught myself how to DJ. And it was like adding all these strings to your bow to put yourself into like the best position whatsoever. So that then when the opportunity does come, you can grab it with two hands. As as a story I always talk about at Kiss, like when I first started there, they said to me, oh, can you DJ DJ? And bearing in mind, like I've gone through with this like big, big confidence. Like, yeah, I can DJ, of course, can't anybody. Bearing in mind, I've only ever like DJ to like my mum and my dog, like when I lived at home. And um, they were like, okay, cool because we've got um, Marbella, Magaluf and Ibiza coming up and we'd love you to DJ those pool parties. I was like, yeah, sure. So I left, I literally left the studio, went home that day and I was like, mum, I'm going to DJ a pool party in Magaluf for a couple of weeks and I've never DJed in my life. So I I taught myself and then it became music and DJing is, is my passion. I love it so much and like throwing a good party is always a bit of me. But it was literally like one of those situations where you've got to just give yourself all the tools you possibly can, so when the opportunity comes up, you're ready. And that was that was the case with it with with it then. Like I just I came up with this plan, um, I ran with it, and it just I, I feel like working on a week to week basis. I always work on lists, um, but it's, it's just coming up with the right things on that on that list. It's like if you're gonna write down goals, if you're gonna write down milestones and and a, and a checklist of what you want to reach don't write it down unless you're willing to put down every step or like or like timeline date that you want to get it done by because mm. it just it adds that extra motivation and fuel immediately when you do it
0: oh absolutely i'm always Yeah, I always encourage people to have a date, a deadline, a finish line, just for accountability as well to yourself. Just so you can say, Mm -hmm. okay, in six weeks you need to have written the first chapter or in six weeks you need to have recorded a, a, a rehearsal or something. And I think you're so right. There's so many things that hopefully people are gonna take away from that. I like the fact that when you said you wrote down the plan, you didn't then look back at it. Cause some people say, oh, you know, write the things down and look at it every single morning or every single week. Mm. But actually I feel like just the practice itself of writing it down, you were intentional because you were thinking, what do I want? Who do I wanna help? Why do I want it? What do I love? You said that three times, you know, what do I love doing? Because if you love it, of course, it's gonna be easier to stay motivated, to keep going when we get those inevitable no's or rejections and actually as well by doing that you're just clear on your why and you're clear on what you don't want. Because I'm always yeah. so surprised with people that speak to me who, especially if I do, you know, if I've delivered a, a keynote, maybe a motivational talk or or gone in to speak to employees in an organization about, you know, creating their career. And people will say afterwards, oh, wicked, you know, I'm feeling motivated. I hadn't thought about this like that. And when I say to them, do they have a, a goal for themselves for the next 12 months or five years? Or yeah, I don't usually go further than that. Often hmm. they'll say, well no and so firstly they don't know what they want but then if I ask them why they can always tell me loads of reasons so for example I don't want to just you know use the word excuses people don't like the word but let's be honest we all have excuses and sometimes we know why we can't achieve it or why we can't start doing it or why 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 but you haven't told me one single reason why you can do it or you haven't written down as you described yeah. what it's going to take to get it done So I I always try and yeah, kind of flip that around and say, please don't tell me five reasons why you can't start. Try and tell me five reasons why you can. And it's like, start getting that mindset shift that actually, if you want to achieve something, stop almost like, it's almost like you're giving up before you even try. If you say, well, these are all the reasons I can't do it.
1: Mm -hmm. I I went through like, when I first tried to get into presenting, there were so many no's and so many sort of reasons as to, oh, you haven't got the experience. You haven't done this, you haven't done that. And it's just combating those because that one yes, that one old can reason could absolutely change your life. I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for that one yes. And it's like, so when there's all those odds going against you, it's like, it, it like yeah, you, okay, you may get a thousand of them. But one can literally change your life and push you in the other direction. And it goes back to what you're saying. You know when I was saying that, like, you don't. You don't have to always like look back at that goals list. And like, so I, I left it ages. I completely forgot the note was there, to be honest with you. And then when I've gone back to it, it's like, it's almost like when you put something in the microwave or you want to warm up some food or something, you know, it's going to be hot <laughs> at the end of the three minutes. You don't need to stand there watching it. Like it's <laughs> like, you don't need to sit there just, just like glazing at your food whilst it whilst it cooks. Mm, um, it's and that... And, and it's coming, it's definitely coming. So you just got to trust, the, you got, it's an element of trust in the process, but it's also knowing that, just say so you need to warm up and it's gonna take three minutes. This is the weirdest metaphor ever, by the way. Just say <laughs> so it's gonna warm up and it's gonna take three minutes. In that time, what can you do in that three minutes elsewhere to, to better off your chances, to like, uh, at the end of it, you can just sit down and enjoy your meal. Mm.
0: No, I like this metaphor, I'm going with it. And it also <laughs> it's reminded me of, um, it's reminded me of the kind of concept and the idea that you have to prepare and you have to get ready mm. to receive whatever it is you want so for example you talk about you know having a big goal let's say people, someone's you know you wanted to be a uh, presenter and you want to have this show and you want to go on that well what are you doing to prepare so when that show comes along you are ready to receive it and as you said you Mm. were doing those things starting the podcast reaching out to people recording things testing learning social you were doing it every single day and that preparation i think sometimes people want to wait until they've got the job or until they've booked the thing then they're going to start doing the hard work but actually it's like are you ready to receive it because yeah the greater the goal the greater the, the responsibility the greater the preparation just Mm -hmm. you know hard work's never wasted so put the time in put the work in and then when that big opportunity comes like you said you are ready absolutely all right so the next big goal the next big challenge and trust me it's going to be a big one we are so excited (laughs) we cannot wait how are you feeling let's talk about all things strictly
1: Do you know what? We've just been chatting about all, like, preparing yourself and doing this and doing that. And I'm just like, nothing could prepare me for what's about to happen in my life. (laughs) It's like... Yeah, so Strictly Come Dancing 2022. I am absolutely over them. I'm so, so excited about it. It's just like... It's one of those. It's, it's one of those once in a lifetime things that come around. You're like, it's a no-brainer. Of course I'm gonna do it. Am I scared? Of course I'm scared. It still feels surreal. It still feels surreal. But I'm so. I'm so excited. I'm so looking forward to it. And it's like one of those like pivotal moments in my career where I feel like I'm being able to go into a platform, um, and one have a really good time, and obviously I try and win over the nation, um, with my dance moves. But two, it's like just just for me as like a personal goal, it was like, it was always up there. as like, oh, you know what? One of the checklists in my career, I'd love to go on to Strictly Come Dancing. It was like my nan's favourite show, my mum's favourite show. It's like something so, that brings my family together. So then to be able to go in there and do it, it just it just feels surreal. I don't know. And I've spoke to so many people that were on the show before and things like that. And they were like, look, just enjoy every minute because it goes so fast and this that, and the other. And I'm just like, it hasn't even started yet. And I, at the thought of dancing, I get cramped. So I, I'm I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous.
0: Yeah, I bet. But it's also so great to hear that enthusiasm and that love for the show, because honestly, I didn't know that much about Strictly Come Dancing until the last few years. And then since yeah. I have got to know, oh my gosh, it is so iconic. And like you said, so many people have this real... I mean the fans are fans you know people love it and as you said it mm-hmm. does bring people together I think because it's weekly and everybody in the family everybody in the house can sit down whether they're five years old 15 years old 50 years old everyone can sit down enjoy it choose their favorites you know get involved I just yeah I can see now why it's become such uh, such an iconic show and I mean there's so many questions Tyler I guess pros and cons as someone who is very strategic let's think about the pros and cons here so <laughs> let's start with the Pros. So, have you ever danced before? I know you're very athletic. I know you take care of yourself. Yeah. You're strong. So, those are some real pros. But have you ever danced before?
1: I mean, I put me on a wedding dance floor. Like usually, yes. I get invited to the evenings, play some Van Vandross, and I will, I'll I'll do the candy dance cameo. Candy. Listen, if I could do cameo candy on BBC <laughs> One on a Saturday night, I, I've honest, I might retire. I might just leave it there. Like, you've got to get in
0: now, some way, somehow. Uh, love somehow. Seven, somehow.
1: <laughs> absolutely but I, I think like it's one of those things no matter even if i was talking to um um jordan and perry at my work um who are in their members of diversity and they were like uh oh i was like bro can you have you got any advice like what, what how where do i start and they were like we don't know because it doesn't matter what style of dance you do, unless you do Latin in a ballroom, it is a completely different discipline. Like yeah. all these dance styles you're going into, there's not really much that can, re- you can try to get a bit more flexible. You can try to strengthen up your core. But I mean, I'm, I, I, that's all part of the process is that like, once you start training, that like you develop across the series. And I'm just saying like, my future wife, when we get married, best believe that, that first dance at <laughs> the wedding, isn't gonna be no little slow two step, all right? It's gonna be some, some solid like rumba samba, like And for our next number, we're gonna yeah. do, um, I don't know, the Viennese Waltz. Like it's it's gonna oh be like all of those ones.
0: Tyler's future wife, start rehearsing, start warming up. Also, I can, I already know you're gonna have like a solo in there. It's gonna be like, sit down bride. It's all about me. <laughs>
1: So there'll be, a, there'll just be this moment and it'll be like, yeah, it would just be like some interpretive months with like rain coming from the ceiling. I don't know, I don't know. This oh, is this looking like an expensive wedding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we can't wait. We can't wait for the outfits. We can't wait for all of it. And another thing is, so, couple of things actually one is about memory now i know this sounds strange but mm. you've you said you've spoken to some people that've been on the show i also have and i used to dance you know i used to be a dancer people yeah, of this yeah you used might to, not you used know
1: to do you used to do like we'll um, uh, we will rock you and stuff like oh my that gosh, good
0: memory yes i was in the west yeah, end i remember and... i remember Yeah, so I trained um, as a professional dancer for about 12 years before I was in the West End. And one thing that people don't necessarily expect to think about before they start uh, something like this is the memory side of it so for example being able to do steps is one thing being strong like we said being athletic maybe being flexible that's one thing but remembering the steps remembering the order Mm -hmm. of the steps rehearsing and learning it takes time basically to for your brain and body to catch up and to connect so for example when you work with non-dancers as as they like to call them um, you often have to repeat it so many times before they remember it and I know that for a lot of people they're like you know you're doing a different dance every single week so you're going to learn that Mm. dance you're going to rehearse 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 you get the steps you've got it you've nailed it you do it and then it's like okay forget that new thing so how are you with uh, i guess your short-term memory how how good do you think you are remembering i mean with your job you must have to remember a lot of names and titles and things like that how's how's your memory
1: Absolutely. But you got to remember, I'm used to like, I'm used to like maybe having an auto cue, maybe having a script, maybe having somebody in my ear being able to tell me, right, Tyler, you're going to talk about this next. So it's like you have those prompts and reminders where I feel like when you step onto the dance floor, like anything, can, especially live on a Saturday night, anything can happen. So, I mean, I'm not really reassuring myself as I'm talking through this right now, <laughs> um, but I feel like, I've, I don't know, I feel like, do, do you ever used to remember that um, on like Nintendo DS, there used to be like brain training? did you yes. ever did you ever did you ever play that so me I and do, my mum but- used to rinse it and i was um there was this little memory game on there and i'll be honest with you i was the worst at that game oh dear. I, like th- th- yeah no. so it's not really like promising <laughs> me in, in terms of my strictly journey but i feel like when it goes to music and when you're when you're doing something when you something day are day in day out i feel like it's it's just gonna gel but it's just more about the time frame because what we get like or five days to learn this dance Mm -hmm. before we perform it live on a Saturday um so I guess that's that's the nerve-wracking part yeah but that's when you go down to trust the the strictly professional whoever you get partnered with you know what I mean
0: yeah I mean and also finding techniques in different ways so for example as somebody who you know you love music and you're you're probably quite an audio person like me auditory learning is going to help you a lot so even if you just play the track that you're going to be dancing to and you just play Mm -hmm. it again and again and again you need to know that track every little bit of it inside out because then as you're learning the moves the little kind of nuances of the track is going to help you know the muscle the muscle memory and then even when you're not dancing because let's be honest there's only so many hours a day you can actually feel train but you can just listen Literally. to that track when you're on your headphones when you're driving or when you're on the tube and just having it playing is gonna uh, hopefully reinforce that link so just keep listening to the track again until you're sick of hearing it and that's going to help embed it into your brain absolutely top tip also so it's going to be live live is very different i mean you do live because you do radio but how yeah. do you feel about how do you handle pressure moments so for example i mean we, yeah we, we, it's going to be great you're not going to forget the steps you're not going to have a blank we're not going to uh, go completely it'll, blank. Be fine. Have to it'll be fine yeah it'll be fine but <laughs> do you have any do you have any pre um show rituals anything that you can think of that's going to help you perform when it's live under
1: pressure do you know what recently um and this is something that not even just with like live and pressurized performance or, or whatever like that it's like every single time that i wake up it like on my day on my week-to-week basis I I've started doing this thing where it's not necessarily meditate. I I can't sit still. Like I'm such an energetic person. I'm always like active. I'm always up and about. I, I I struggle to take time for myself. That's one of my downfalls. But when I wake up in the morning, I've started doing this thing where you just literally you, you sit there. It's like it's like for about I don't know. Um, maybe like a minute tops. It's not even meditate. I, I some people call it meditation. I wouldn't call it meditation because it's just like, it's just sitting there, it's closing your eyes and it's just like feeling the ground beneath your feet, like moving around, like just, just literally sitting there on the end of your bed and just mm-hmm. being aware of your environment and just taking that one second to regain your breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I can do that sort of in the corner of a room. I can do it in the back of a car. I can do it um, just before I'm about to go live on radio. Like it doesn't matter where I am. So that, so when it comes to like, pressured performances and like when the stakes are high i get nervous but it's more just because i'm excited and i care and if you can switch that in your mind right if you can sit there and go oh i'm not actually nervous i just really care about this it then just becomes a slightly different nerves so that then you can just sort of lock on and focus onto whatever you're whatever we're about to do because i feel like sometimes if you can't handle that nerves if you can't channel it then it can sometimes like be quite detrimental to whatever you're about to do. Whereas Mm. I've just got got into this thought and feeling of like, Oh, well it's just because I care. I just care about it. That's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, it's such a hard one for a lot of people because I think uh, under pressure can be different for different people. So, you know, on this show, sometimes I speak to Olympic athletes and of course that moment might be, you know, a short race. It might be one jump. It might be something one moment that they've trained for for four years or eight years. But for a lot of the listeners and myself included, You know, my pressure moments are not Olympic gold level. You know, it's not the kind of elite platform or, or for example, this live performance in front of millions of people. Sometimes it might be, it might be presenting something at work to 10 people, or it might be a job interview via Zoom, you know, in the new modern work from home world. And you kind of feel the pressure, you feel nervous. And for so many people, it's so frustrating for them because it's debilitating. So they know, for example, they'll say to me, I can speak about this all day long, or I can do this really, really well, but in the moment under pressure oh, you know, I stumble on my words or I couldn't say this or, you know, my palms were sweaty and I was so stressed that afterwards they're almost like kicking themselves because they're like, oh, I didn't, I, I wasn't able to show the best of me or I wasn't able to just relax yeah. and be myself. You know, that, that advice people say, oh, be yourself. But I know people who, yeah, before the moment, after the moment, but when they're in it, it's just so hard for them to, um, yeah, I think to be able to give the best of themselves and whether that is a performance or whether that's just a conversation, it can be so mm. debilitating that, that important moment of pressure. So, yeah, I think it's nice to, to have a technique if that is, you know, a meditation, if it is five fast yeah. breaths, if it's a word, if it's something, but you've got to practice it right and keep doing it again and again and again so that when you're in that moment, you're able to relax a bit.
1: I feel like it's also, like, taking a second to go, like, you know, like, not being so hard on yourself. My, like, one of my producers, um, I Kiss, like, sometimes, because obviously I'm talking, like, I, I messed up my words every single day. I trip over words. I say the wrong things. Like, you got to accept that it is going to happen. And it might be sometimes that you actually get it down perfect to a T, and that's great. But then, you you know, you can always critique it. There would always be something that you can improve on. But I think it's just, like easing up a little bit and just taking off that pressure and going like, look, this isn't, my producer at work says, listen, this isn't like, like, we're not doing heart surgery here. We're just trying to like entertain the nation. Like we're just trying to, you know, spread that spread that message, have that conversation, like be somebody's friend in on a day-to-day basis if they're at work. And and they just want another bit of company in the room, like that's it with like my radio show, and it's a, a similar thing when it comes to strictly. Like, uh, you know, I'm not a professional dancer. <laughs> I would love to be a professional dancer one day in my lifetime, but do I have like some some of them on the show? I've, I've been doing it for like since they were like three, four, and I'm like I haven't I haven't got years of dedication to do to do that. But I'm going on there to have a good time, and also it's like that positive thing of somebody like a young kid out there or like somebody from my area or somebody from my sort of upbringing they'll look at me and go like oh well look he looks like me he sounds like me he's on Saturday night telly doing the candy you know this is (laughs) this is this is it's motivated it's motivational in itself so as much as you're sitting there like trying to get all the steps right and get it down and perfect it and do this like big jazz hand showcase performance it's also just remember the simple things like just you being there is enough
0: absolutely absolutely that is so so important and so great actually for you i'm sure to be able to step out on the stage and know that you know step out on that dance floor and know that you know so many people across the uk so many different different ethnicities different cultures different people of different ages abilities, size shape color you name it and as you said being able to just step out there and go i'm here i'm representing myself but i'm also representing other people i think is so important Mm mm-hmm and I have one more. I mean, it's quite a juicy one, actually. One more question mm. for you before we move on to talk about your power hour. I'm interested to see if your power hour is going to change now for, for whilst you're rehearsing and performing. Yeah. But the last thing there, I mean, you just mentioned around not being too hard on yourself, which I think is very important, and not trying mm. to aim for perfection because nobody's perfect and actually embracing all of it. But the thing mm. I wanted to talk to you about really is discipline. And I think, you know, throughout yeah. all of our conversation today, we've talked about hustle, we've talked about, you know, um, having a plan, putting in the work. Uh, So the reason I wanted to talk to you about discipline is because I think there's a time and a place for discipline. I think there's times when we have to be We have to practice it ourselves. You know, no one, I guess maybe when you're younger, you think about your parents might tell you what to do or your teachers, or there might be certain things that you have to adhere to, even just in your daily schedule. You know, what time you go to bed, what foods you can Mm -hmm. and can't eat, all this kind of stuff. But being an adult, suddenly it's all over to you. And I think self-discipline is something that people find so difficult, especially in, you know, the abundance of the world that we live in today. So whether that's the self-discipline to... Yeah, go to bed early. That's a good example because I'm always encouraging people to get some sleep so they can get up early. (laughs) So, you know, it takes a lot of discipline to turn off Netflix, to not, you know, I don't know, have another beer, to go to bed and just, yeah, switch off your phone and sleep. Or it might take a lot of discipline to read people tell me all the time oh you recommend all these books and this and that how do you find the time how do you find the time to read it's a discipline it's not always just a fun thing to go oh let me read this book it's a discipline so of course the physical training is going to take its toll sleep's important nutrition's important there's all these things but i'm sure you're still going to have a social life people are going to want to interview you people are going to want to hang out with you people are going to want to be like oh let's party let's have a drink so tyler how do you approach discipline in your day-to-day life and how do you feel like it impacts your career success
1: do you know I I feel like there was something that you said to me um time ago actually it was actually on that it was on that podcast and it was it was on the everyday hustle and you said uh, about the world so big you you know you're not going to see it all standing still and that that, that's like a that's a that's a wicked sentence to summarize it in a sense is that like if you've got like 24 hours in a day and then you divide up like, like actually how many of them you're sleeping for however many of them and then how much do you have left after that how many within that how many moments within that hour do you have um an opportunity to get something done it's like i i i, I said to you earlier on in, on this episode like a, a function of lists but they need to be lists that i'm working towards so when i look at they need to be lists of of, like working towards the goals that I want to get done that day and they need to be achievable and they need to be things that aren't necessarily going to drain my energy so that I'm flat out on the floor and I just can't function. I can't operate. I can't have a social life. I can't have downtime. It needs to be like realistic goal setting. Um, And it goes back to something I said earlier about like, you know, if you're a battery and things are draining you, all the things the things that I'm trying to be like disciplined about is waking up and going right cool is this moving me towards where i want to be so like i always know that if i've done a workout in the morning no matter what i've done that day i've achieved something like if everything goes wrong if 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 like all of a sudden work phone up and like oh no all the systems and you can't do your radio show. If everything, if absolutely everything I planned that day, if my, my appointments got canceled, my interviews pulled out, um, working that evening got canceled because of COVID or whatever. Like I know that I've got something done in that day that has one, pushed me and energized me. Um, But two, it's like, I can sit there at the end of the day and say, look, all of this may have went wrong, but I've got one good thing to focus on. So the whole time that I look at my list and I, I try to stay disciplined to my list, the main thing I try to stay disciplined about is having something good to focus on. Because if you can take one good out of your day, then 100% you're, you're, you're moving forward and you're moving forward in a positive light. You're not sitting there and, and dwelling on everything that could go wrong.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Having one good thing. No matter what else is going on, we can always find one thing. And is there anything else? I mean, I'm pushing you hard on this discipline thing because discipline yeah. is so hard. Like it's hard for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, I am not exempt from it myself. You know, I'm certainly not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not perfect. And there's things sometimes when I'm like, okay, Let's say, for example, um, I'm getting married soon and I want, you know, my skin, complexion, all this stuff. Everyone says, you know, have a facial, do this, do that. But I know myself, obviously I'm old enough, wise enough. I know that yeah. when I eat a lot of sugar, that's when my skin gets breakouts. So for the last few days, I'm like, OK, cool. Let me just not eat sugar because that's going to give me breakouts. So I'm not talking like everything, but I just think, you know, no chocolate, no sweets. Like and honestly, honestly day two you're like i just want to have some sugar i just want to have a little just a little yeah. bit just just one little biscuit just one just some haribos just something you know i'm, I'm in Shoreditch house there's free yeah. sweets there's free sweets i'm thinking <laughs> i want to have some sweets and it's so silly because it's a silly example to say okay don't eat sweets or chocolate or sugar for a little while but we all have things and some people it's alcohol some people like i said it's their phone it's staying up late is there anything that i don't know that you like are you good at basically some people can be quite binary can you turn the switch off for example if you were like okay my voice is tired and i need my voice i'm a presenter could mm. you say right i'm not drinking alcohol boom and that's it you don't do it or do you have anything like a discipline technique that you have to i don't know like reinforces it accountability you have to tell someone else okay don't let me or you have to not have it in the house is there something you do when it comes yeah. to discipline because i know you're a disciplined person you know
1: 100%. Yeah. I've I mean there's this saying that's always stuck with me from an old friend of mine Ruben Christian. He's a, he's a good like mentor and um, speaker as well and he he said um this theory once about like um imagining your life as if it's like the London underground map. And it's like so say for example um where you need to get to I need to get to King's Cross and that's on the northern line and my my usual station that I I go on is like that's it's closed today because there's there's tube strikes. Um, all right, cool. Don't worry. I'm going to drive into work. Oh, no, I can't drive because I've got a flat tire. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to cycle into work. Oh, no, you can't cycle into work because uh, Liz Truss says that you, you can't cycle into work. It's like you can't use the bikes on the road or whatever. Or say, for example, all right, fine, I'm going to walk. Like it's It's the fact that there's always a way to get there. It just depends on how willing and how much it means to you to get to that location. Like if, if my mum says to me, listen to, her, I really need you to meet me at this point, at this time, I'm gonna be there, I'll find it whichever way, like no matter what the weather is, no matter what the mode of transport is, I will be there. So mm-hmm. I think it's like, if you consider, like sometimes it's like that, like I'm, you, it's a perfect example of what you just said. I need my voice to talk on the radio. So if it means that I, I need to not go out this weekend, I need to not drink alcohol, then so be it, because mm. that means so much more to me. Alcohol and parties and all them things, they will always be there. Whereas this moment that I'm in right now, doing the job that I love, will not always be there. Um, mm. So it's like, it, it's just running it through this filtering process of going like, right, what is it you want to do today? What is it you want to achieve? How much does it actually mean to you? And And nine times out of 10, yeah, if you're sitting there and you're like, I'll just have that I'll just have that one biscuit or I'll just have that one or I'll just let let it go this time and I'll just you yeah. know let it which is okay or like every now and then because life is all about balance you can't get it right all the time you can't be like some disciplined like strict instructor like just trying to get everything done and being perfect all the time but if it happens more so often regular than not yeah. then I, I don't think that goal is for you like your heart's not in it and until your heart's in it then you're going to sit there like chasing your tail a little bit, or it's going to take you a little bit longer to get to that end destination. Um, so I think it's running it through that filtering process for me. If I wake up in the morning, I'm like, no, I really, really want to get in shape for Strictly, or I really, really want to improve my diet, or I want to um, make sure that I get to see um, at least two of my friends this week that I've been like longing to catch up with. Like it, it really is putting those things into perspective, like going it through that filtering process for me. Yeah.
0: And it's great. This is why I wanted to, I guess ask you about that was because I I know you people who know you and who see you online you've got a lot of energy you know you love your job you you give your energy and you've got that big smile and I think often people think well it's just easy for people like you you know it's easy for you you love it you're always happy you're always full of energy so therefore it must be easy but I know that the reality of even if you love something even if you do have energy to do it because I'm the same it doesn't mean that it doesn't require discipline and it doesn't mean that it doesn't sometimes require sacrifice maybe that is going to bed early or not having so that. So much drink. of it, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like you said all the time. No, you know, you don't have to be a samurai about it. But I do believe that being able to do do that and having that discipline, even if it's behind the scenes, is what enables you to step out, look look the part, be the part, be your best when it matters the most. So yeah, I really want yeah, to Yeah just do it with a smile
1: that. as well. Just do it yeah. with a smile.
0: yes good energy all right well last but not least i want to hear about the power hour so first hour of your day especially now yeah. that you're training your body's going to be hurting everything's happening first yeah. hour of the day what are you going to do with that first hour when you first wake up to start your day
1: do you know what, it's gonna be an interesting one for me because my my power hour is changing. Because what it is on a normal week-to-week basis is something which is so, sort of empowering to the schedule as it is. But then obviously where I'm starting strictly, things are completely different. Like I'm diving into dance sessions, like I'm doing ridiculous hours. Um, but starting with like my power hour at home, it's immediately like I have, to, I have to get up and I have to know like, I guess it kind of starts the night before as well, by the way, is that like I never go into a day not knowing what I'm doing. And whether that's not like flushing out my calendar, whether that's um, looking at, right, cool, these are the sort of things that I need to get done in the morning. This is the time I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna give myself enough time to prep and, and, and be like, I guess, present. Is, is the main thing. I think that's the key word out of this whole power hour is that like, when I wake up, I don't ever wanna go into anything half-hearted. Like I don't oversleep, I don't do those things there because I, I give myself so much enough time that even if I'm up so dead early and I've just got loads of time to do it, it means that I can get it done to the best of my ability. So getting up and going to the gym, if I know that I need to warm up when I get there and I need to stretch when I get there and I don't want to be rushed or feel rushed into my workout. I'll give myself an extra half an hour. So it's it's having that that discipline to get up in the morning, I all, automatically always every single day have to do a workout. Now whether that's like I started following um this guy online and he's he just like it's just like little online 10-minute workouts you can do anywhere. So no matter if I'm on location, if I'm at a hotel room, if I'm out visiting friends, I'm staying around a house, Like I can get up and go, I can go for a run. It's like all those little things there. It's just making sure that I've done that workout so that I feel like I've achieved something within my day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's taking a moment to myself, like just to process my checklist of what I want to get done that day. And this is all this is literally, it is a power hour because it is all within that first hour of my day. And then I also make sure that I have some food on board obviously, cause like you need to be fueled and stuff like that. Um, and then it's looking ahead to, I, I usually try and start anything that I've got to get done. I usually try to start like five, 10 minutes early. So even if it means like looking ahead to my day and going, right, cool, I'm not really gonna have much time to check my emails between this time and this time, or I'm not gonna have time to call or text that person between this time and this time. So I would get ahead of it early on in the morning, knowing that I'm on top of everything. So that's literally, in a nutshell, I guess that's my power hour. It's getting up, it's being, it's being proactive. And about giving myself that extra time more than I need, it's yes. almost like, it's almost like you know when you when you um, at the end of an exam, and then you would you would go back and you would go check over your answers. It's yes. almost like doing that. Why do it at the end? Like why not do it at the start? Like why not look through your day and go, all right, cool. This is this is going to help me over here. This is like forward planning, forward thinking. Because mm. if you can get into that forward thinking process and get into that mindset every single day you you naturally just start to be more productive and and more ahead of yourself and on top of your schedule so that you're not falling behind or forgetting things.
0: I love this, I love this getting ahead, even just that, you know, like you said, five minutes, 10 minutes, why? Because the alternative, rushing you haven't got time you're running we've all been there and it's so stressful and it's why would you want to start every single day on the back foot thinking oh no this is late that's not done you're rushing i totally hear you and i think the more we can take the like you said take the pressure off you know give yourself space to breathe give yourself 10 minutes allow for Ten minutes, maybe there's a delay, and you're not stressing, you're not breaking sweats because you're like it's cool. Mm-hmm. I've still got time. So yes, I love that getting ahead early. And you know what, Tyler? I also spoke. I didn't tell you this at the start, but I also spoke yeah. to Fleur East recently. <laughs> we recorded an episode. <laughs> we recorded an episode. And I'm not, West. Right. There is so much of what you've said, both of you, actually, mm-hmm. around just when you said then in the morning you were like I've got to get my workout. I was like, is this? You two are going to be fierce competition <laughs> for each other, and I can't wait to see it. I'm sure you going to be cheering each other on but also I feel like there's going to be some head to head there.
1: Yeah, she's like my sister but I love her so much. She's wicked.
0: Honestly, there's so much yeah crossover I think between you both actually in these episodes around the work ethic, the energy, the motivation, the passion. It's just yeah, it's so fantastic and I'm so you know so what- excited to watch you both.
1: That's what I love about these episodes as well though, as well, because the people that you, you have I was listening to um one of your recent ones with Benjamin Hardy and um talking about like growth mindset and fixed mindset and things like that. And that like that's say for example, that's a that's a reminder that I needed, like being able to have a growth mindset. It's such a good episode. But the thing I love about these apps is that everybody has a different way of benefiting from these tips and advice like so what works for me might not work for Fleur what might work for Fleur might work for you what and it, and it's like it. it's just like listening to them all it's like a series and if you can cherry pick like okay Tyler said that one thing there that that really stuck with me all right Fleur said that one thing there right Benjamin said this one thing it's like before you know it, it goes back to what we said at the start of this episode. You have all the tools then to do whatever you need to do within your week. and I tell you what if it was to be like my biggest tip of all, just try them all because you'll you will work out what what works for you
0: yes thank you so much for sharing that because of course as the host of this show you know plugging the show i'm like yeah listen to this episode this to that episode this doctor said this this athlete said that go but do it
2: but go you're right it. yeah and
0: that's why i talk to so many different people across different industries is because exactly what you just described if i can take i feel like the luckiest person ever but if i can take one little piece of knowledge or experience or lesson from yeah. every single one of these incredible you you know all of you high achieving amazing people i know that it can benefit my life but also all of the listeners of this show as well so thank you tyler and thank you for giving us an hour of your time today to be a guest on the podcast
1: absolute pleasure thank you so much
0: and thanks everyone for listening i am sure you're going to be supporting you're going to be watching tyler on strictly please do get in touch let us know if you've enjoyed this episode share it with someone else who you think would enjoy it and i'll be back next week with a brand new episode see you